welcome back to the Florida Travel Fanatics podcast. I'm Clark. I'm Heather. And this is episode 41, How to Enjoy Concerts and Live Music in Florida. We'd like to give a shout out to our new listeners of our last episode from Queens, New York, Hamburg, New York, Brampton, Ontario, and Wells, Austria. Thanks for listening. Over the past weekend, we attended a podcasting conference in Orlando called PodFest, which is one of the largest podcast events in the world. This was my second trip to PodFest and Heather's first. It's an amazing experience, mostly because you meet so many cool people. Most of the attendees are podcasters like us, and the podcasters are a fun and creative and artsy bunch of people. Every podcaster there is passionate about their podcast topic. We all exchange business cards or podcast cards, which is a lot of fun. There are also media studios, industry experts, an expo hall of sponsors from hosting companies, software companies, and and even a great booth of a company that makes custom podcast tables. Yes, custom podcast tables. They're beautiful. Heather thought that was really neat. We're already working on plans to have them build one for us. They're all custom ordered. If you ever thought of starting up a podcast for yourself, you should definitely go. We also met some people that are going to be interviewing in upcoming episodes, one of whom is quite the podcast celebrity, and no, it's not Joe Rogan. (laughs) In this episode's Florida Travel News, Condé Nast Traveler Magazine recently published a list of the nine most visited American cities with those visits coming from international travelers. When we see lists like this, we are, of course, always curious to see how Florida cities will rank. And it's no surprise that the number one city is New York. New York City with 7 million international visitors each year. Number two is Miami with just over 4 million international visitors. Orlando came in third place with just under 3 million international visitors. The fact that Orlando has a million less visitors than Miami surprised us. We would have bet that Orlando would have had a lot more than Miami. But Miami is in so many ways the gateway to Latin and South America, and there are a lot of people coming in from all over the world for cruises, especially in the winter months. The rest of the list included, in this order, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Las Vegas, Washington, D.C., Chicago, and Boston. The Tampa Airport has a cool feature where they have a self-service bag drop at the rental car center for domestic flights. So if you've ever rented a car and you're returning it, especially with a family with several, with many bags, like we did years ago before we moved here, this saves you from having to drag your luggage from the rental car center onto the air tram, all the way into the terminal and all the way to check it in. You can just literally check it at the, at the rental car center, which is nice. They're going to have those kiosks throughout the whole airport uh, later this year, and that avoids you having to go to your airport's your air carriers checking area specifically and wait, you can just check it yourself. And that's great. Especially if you're traveling with a car seat or so, and you already have that you're, you are limiting now how many bags you have to carry with, you know, making sure your kids are coming along with you. Yeah. If you wonder why we talk about the Tampa airport a lot, it's not so much because we live in Tampa and use that airport is the airport's very progressive about new features and new things. And they have a newsletter, an email newsletter that comes out every week or every other week that has a lot of things in there about things they're working on. And if you live in the Tampa area or you fly to the Tampa Bay area regularly, subscribe to that that newsletter. It's interesting to see what they're up to and you may save yourself some time. If you're a regular traveler, you will do anything to save time to make your trip go faster um, and easier. And this is certainly one of those tips. And we'll put the newsletter sign up in the episode notes. It must have been probably 15 almost 20 years ago that we first came into the Tampa airport with our children for vacation. We had three of them with us and, you know, we were going through the whole process of getting a rental car and bringing all the luggage out. And I think it would have been really nice to have that feature on the return. One more thing to help you get to your flight faster. Yeah. Families, especially if you're carrying six, seven pieces of luggage in a car seat, that's a lot to carry. And especially little kids, they can't carry any. So you end up having to get a cart and all that. So the, the bag drop there is actually a great feature. 
Last week, Blue Springs State Park saw a record-breaking number of manatees in its crystal clear water, shattering the park's previous record set earlier this month. The park staff announced that they saw a whopping 932 manatees on January 21st. The park said that their previous record was set on New Year's Day with 736 manatees spotted on, at the Volusia County attraction. According to Save the Manatees Club, which monitors the sea cows at Blue Springs Park, the water last Sunday was the coldest of the season with the river temperature measuring about 58 Fahrenheit, 14 degrees Celsius. The manatee can die from hypothermia in water below 68 degrees. So when the water gets too cold, they huddle together to keep each other warm. We talked about manatees in episode 39, and we'll link that episode in the notes. We joked last time, we got some funny feedback on this, that the manatees tend to be kind of solitary. They go in groups of two or three. So to have hundreds of them together is probably the most the nightmare for the introverted manatees, but they're cold. So they're like, I don't like all these manatees. I'm, I'm a manatee, but we're going to bundle up. Gonna, they don't have any conversations. Yeah. They, they don't talk. They up. just kind of huddle <laughs> up and try to keep each other warm. So that was, that's, that's fun to see. And when you see them like that in a large group and you see a bunch of them at one time, it is really cool to see that many, many of them, you can see the little, little juvenile baby ones and all that. That's really cute. It's actually kind of funny. If you dump a whole bag of like a 10 pound bag of potatoes in, in your sink of water, that's basically, that's basically what, what it looks, looks like. Just 800 pound 800, potatoes. Yeah, 800 potatoes. And in this episode's Florida Travel Tips, the, indete- the independent Miami newspaper called the Miami New Times has created Miami Pizza Week, which is March 18th through the 24th. You'll be able to get amazing pizzas all around Miami for just $10. There will actually be an app you can download to help you find the perfect pie. So I guess if you're a New Yorker coming down to Florida or to Miami and you want a real you know, pie. A real pie. They'll tell you if you're from Chicago and you can find a place for a deep a dish. For, yeah, I guess you get a Detroit, Detroit style mm-hmm. that's square that has the cheese oozing down the sides and gets all crusty. Crusty. And, yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting because that's during spring break, which is a prime season in Miami where the um, the two-month season Miami Spice is in the off-season for tourism. But this is right in the heart of spring break. So if you live in that area or coming down that time of year, definitely check out. I mean, great pizzas for 10 bucks. Things in Miami can be expensive. So that's an even better deal than most places. And this is sponsored and put on by the Miami that the Miami Miami New Times paper. We've talked about them in previous episodes, but that's actually an independent paper uh, that's very local, has a lot of entertainment, a lot of interesting cultural articles, kind of an independent voice where most papers um, are, are owned by large media conglomerates that have agendas and advertisers they have to whatever. So it's fun to support independent journalism. This is part of how they run their business. And it's neat to see that. And you can su- subscribe to that for free. Uh, it's a great thing. There's one for Broward County too. There's one for Broward County too. So take advantage of that. We, re- we, we get it. And we recommend getting it if you go down there or live there. And if you want to get a head start on your pizza, pizza tasting in Miami, National Pizza Day, I think, is February 9th. Well, I have so to get a pizza. Just get a pizza. Yeah. They're supposed to have an app out for the, the pizza, for Pizza Week, but they, it's not out yet, but we'll put the link to the, their uh, website there in the episode notes. Or you can throw it out in the newsletter if we yes. find out when it's Yes, Thank left. you. Yeah, well, we will actually. Thank you, Heather. So, yeah, we're, we're, putting more and more in our newsletter. Thank you for those of you who have, who have subscribed and we're putting things like that. We can put it, put it out, put it out faster. So you don't have a two week lag between episodes. We put out interesting things right away. So subscribe to our newsletter uh, if you'd like to. 
If you're taking a cruise on Royal Caribbean anytime soon, every cruiser that's 18 and older actually has casino credit loaded on their account. We just saw a YouTube video on, on this and we were like, whoa, who, who knew? You know, so that's obviously a way to get you to come down to the casino and gamble. You have anywhere from two to a hundred dollars on your, your room key. You don't know. You have to go down to their course and ask them and have them scan it. You probably have five or six dollars on there, but that's a few spins of a, of a slot machine. It's free. You might win some money. They'll tell you how much is on there. You might win something. And speaking of casinos, if you're looking for good gambling and not spending a lot of money, they run some really funny, fun tournaments on sea days where you can gamble fairly cheaply. We were on a cruise recently and I played in a $20 blackjack tournament. I think I was in it for about 90 minutes and did fairly well. I didn't win any money, but I got fairly far along in the tournament. Uh, The best thing is they teach you how to play a game you might not know a lot about. Everyone's there to learn. And you really get a chance to play and learn how to do it. Uh, If you keep keep it simple, uh, you can play in a slots tournament, win prizes that way. And you'll get a lot more slot play in the tournament than you would if you were just playing slots on your own. They they do it to get people to come down and win prizes and get used to spending money so you'll come again. But it's a great way to spend 20 or $25 and have a lot more fun for your money than you would if you were just playing by yourself. Moving on to our main topic in this episode, let's talk about how to enjoy concerts and live music in Florida. Florida is home to hundreds of concert venues, including many outdoor venues due to our favorable weather. A lot of the bands like to come to Florida to enjoy the weather and the beaches and typically come during the winter to try to avoid the bad weather up north. The snow and the snow and ice gets shows canceled or fewer people attend. The challenge when you come into a place that you don't, you might not live in is trying to find out when and where your favorite bands might be playing. If you're not familiar with it, there's a great resource, a website, and an app called Bands in Town, as in your favorite bands in town. Uh, and I'll, we'll put the link to that in the show notes as always. And that is the absolute best resource that you can use in Florida or where you live for that matter. You set up a profile with your favorite bands and, and or favorite venues, and it will tell you where to go and when. You can change the range from the default of 50 miles to much further out. Uh, when you know the dates you're coming to Florida, you set your profile for the nearest major city and it will tell you what's coming up. You can also set up alerts for your favorite bands just in case you forgot to search for them. You can also change the range. So let's say you're willing to drive for a concert. Say you're going to be in Orlando. You can change the range from 50 miles to, say, 100 miles or even more, and that would pick up Tampa, that would pick up Melbourne, maybe up to St. Augustine and Jacksonville, just depending on how far you wanted wanted to drive. Florida does have a lot of outdoor amphitheaters due to the nice weather year-round, but shows can be really hot during the summer months, Uh, but not much different than most of the eastern United States in July and August. We were in uh, southern Maryland at one point and saw the Goo Goo Dolls. In July, and it was about 100 degrees at 6 p.m. So summer is summer for the most part. It was Florida hot. So here's a tip. Bands often play multiple venues in Florida on a tour, and it's fairly common for them to play outdoors one night and then indoors at a nearby venue on the next. For example, Joe Bonamasso at the Sound in Clearwater and then indoors at the Walt Disney Theater the next day. If we go, we'll be making an extra hour drive to see him indoors where the weather and sound are better. Yeah, I mean, the choice between being outside in the heat at a pavilion versus being indoors at a venue is an easy decision. Well, I'm a fair weather sports fan. I mean, I I know that the Tropicana being inside is not the best venue for baseball, but I would rather see the Rays in indoors. indoors. And I'm not a football fan when it's really hot, so... I'm much yeah, happier I, to go into an indoor that. venue. Like, if I get Heather to go to an indoor baseball game, she's all in. I get her something good to eat. She's happy to sit there in the air condition and play. 
So we'll, we'll talk a little, a little bit about the concert venues we've attended. And we both love going to concerts uh, together. I go to a lot by myself. We're big, big music fans. My home office is full of concert posters all along, across the walls, setups of different bands we've seen, some of which are autographed, which, which I, is fun. I actually got to the point that I didn't want you to buy any more band t-shirts. Yes. When you're so middle-aged male, your over. wife doesn't let you buy band t-shirts. The concert, the posters are a lot more fun. Uh, I recommend you don't buy yes, them. Recommend, yes, recommend. Yes. But um, yeah. they're fun to get the posters. And there are some great ones. Um, the Dave Matthews band at West Palm Beach was one of my favorites. So some of the bands come out with some really great posters and it's a fairly cheap souvenir that you can keep, you know, for a long time. So let's go through, go through some venues that we like ones that we've been to. And we'll talk about the bands that we saw play there. This is going to be a little bit Tampa Bay heavy since we live in the Tampa Bay area, uh, but we'll get to some others as well. The big outdoor amphitheater uh, is the mid Florida credit union amphitheater. It's located conveniently near the state fairgrounds and very close to the Seminole hard rock casino. So if you're going to be at the casino, you want to do both. That's a great spot. Uh, we've there. We've seen Zach Brown, Bush, Hall and Oates and Willie Nelson. Heather doesn't love the venue due to the, la- the lack of, aisles it's crazy that there's how many seats across i'm just a like a manatee hundred. i just don't like big crowds yeah it's a and it's much like the every major city in the united states probably in the large parts of the world has an outdoor amphitheater it's an inexpensive building to bit to build they put a lot of people in there they don't have to air condition it so i mean major major city has it uh, the one with florida is great because it's open most of the year although in the summer it can be really really hot and you know your own heat tolerance. Better for me in July or August. It better be a band that I really want to see. Although we did see Hollow Notes and, and the Heat, it was fun to see them because they're great together. One of our favorite venues, especially mine, is Ruth Eckerd Hall in Clearwater. It's a super nice venue with plush velvet seats that I absolutely love. It reminds me of Radio City Music Hall in New York City. So, I mean, that just says everything right there. There we've seen Pat Benatar, Styx, Kansas, Night Ranger, Toto, and Clark recently saw Animals as Leaders and Devin Townsend there. With Dream Theater, yeah, that was a good it's, show. It's just a beautiful it's a nice, theater. like a 1,000 seat venue. It has an art deco feel to it. And that's part of a, of a arts foundation where it's a nonprofit. And I don't like paying the ticket fees for Ticketmaster. Most people don't you know you buy a ticket for a hundred dollars and you pay a thirty dollar ticket charge like where's that's just you know there's a monopoly on that we'll skip that our podcast isn't about that ruth eckard you get you get like a ten or twelve dollar fee on a hundred dollar ticket and half of that goes to their arts foundation which like i'm happy to pay that all day long also part of the Ruth Eckert system is a 500-seat venue in downtown Clearwater called the Capitol Billheimer Theater. Jazz guitar legend Pat Metheny is playing there in March, and we're probably going to go to that one. Also part of the Ruth Eckert system is a newly opened The Sound Amphitheater in Clearwater, right on the intercoastal with clear views of Clearwater Beach in the distance. Clark recently saw Sammy Hagar and George Thorogood play there. Bad to the bone. Yep. Better than this is a smaller venue than Mid Florida Credit Union Amphitheater and holds about 5,000 people between the pavilion and the lawn. In downtown St. Petersburg is the Mahaffey Theater, right next conveniently to the Dolly Museum. So if you're going to go to the Dolly Museum, check out and see who's at the, at the Mahaffey. Um, I've, one of my favorite bands is a progressive hard rock group called Dream Theater, and I've seen them there twice. It's a really nice venue, kind of has a classic feel to it. Uh, so if you're going to downtown St. Pete and looking for things to do, definitely check out the Mahaffey Theater. Can't recommend that uh, more. 
Raymond James Stadium, where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play football, is much like any large football stadium in the U.S., and they host the biggest concerts, such as the Rolling Stones and Kenny Chesney. Um, and I think uh, T- Taylor Swift played there, too, recently, I think. We've seen Kenny Chesney there, and it's a great concert. He always starts his summer tour in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium and ends the tour in late summer at Gillette Stadium in Boston, which is home of the New England Patriots. This year, he's doing it again. April, he starts at Raymond James and then wraps up with three shows at Gillette Stadium, which will, which will be great. Coming up on Saturday, February 24th, Billy Joel and Sting will play together at Raymond James. There are actually resale tickets for available for as little as $100, which isn't bad to see Billy Joel and Sting together. That's one of the, I think they're playing two or three other places in the country. You know, we saw Kenny Chesney there in 2022 when he kicked off his Here and Now tour, which was the first time literally they had played in over a thousand days due to the pandemic. Kenny, the band, and the fans were really fired up for the show since it really felt like we were celebrating the beginning of the end of the pandemic. The, the video screens were so large and the sound was so good that it didn't really matter where you sat. Every seat was good. We actually ended up getting last minute tickets to that concert and they were the tickets that were singles all over the place. So we ended up getting two aisle seats within one like row. one row of each other. And then once the concert started, we were able we to stand together because right everybody yeah, was standing tickets, up. The tickets, so, I think, were 250 in that section normally. We got them for 50 like two days before yeah, so the show. Yes, it was a blast. We, we were thrilled. Yeah, we were down a lower level field. That was that was fun. They made There's still a fair number of, of seats available. They still may do that this year. We're kind of watching that because the tickets have even gone up even more for that. That's an expensive concert. Another cool thing, if, you've, if you, you may have heard of the band, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. It's an orchestral hard rock group that started in the 80s with a band called Sabotage. They do a great uh, they Christmas do a great, great Christmas. It's a Christmas rock orchestra. It's fantastic. We, they become a juggernaut where they have two separate gigantic bands and tours. And they start in the first week of November and go until about New Year's. And they tour the entire country on weekends in major cities. They'll do two shows and sell those. They're basically playing in the hockey arenas and the big uh, stadium or indoor stadiums and places. Uh, and they they actually are home co- headquartered. Uh, most people don't know this. We didn't know this until we moved to Tampa. In Central Florida, between Tampa and Orlando, most of the band originated there. A lot of the members of the band are from there. So they always set up a weekend, the weekend before Christmas. They have two shows in Orlando on Saturday where the Orlando Magic play, and then they play two shows on Sunday where in Amelie Arena where the Lightning play their hockey games. And those shows sell out 15,000 people or so. But if you live in those those areas or you're coming down maybe to see family or friends uh, while you're, you know, during the holidays, that's a great thing to do. It's a great gift to give family members, um, you know, sh- tickets to the show. We've done that with our children. That was one of our holiday gifts. One of our holiday gifts one year, well, or several years was to go see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. There's tickets go on sale around label. Yeah, the shows are great. In- insanely good. It's just very musical, very, very Christmassy, very nice. And the tickets, the tickets go on sale in early September. September, but you can still buy them through November, December. They don't completely sell out. You can all, we, we've never we've never bought them that early. We've always been able to get tickets. Another nice amphitheater is the I Think Amphitheater in West Palm Beach. I saw Dave Matthews Band play there in 2019. I even have a beautiful poster of that hanging in my office. Shows coming up in 2024 include Chris Stapleton, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Chicago, Dave Matthews Band again, and Sticks and Foreigner, and Foreigners on their final tour. Another nice venue is the House of Blues in Orlando in Disney Springs, which is a popular Dis-free and open Disney area. Um, I, t- I took one of my nephews there to see a band called Amber Lynn, which is a family favorite of ours. It's a nice venue, uh, indoors. You can get dinner before the show and get early access to, to the venue, and it's free parking. Free parking. 
On the divier side is a, a bar in, in Ybor City in Tampa called the Crowbar. Nice little spot. I saw guitar virtuosos Andy James and Chris Letchford from the band Scale the Summit play there. Back in 2022, Kenny Chesney and Old Dominion did a pop-up show there the day before they played at Raymond James, which no one knew about because it would have been mob. But can you imagine being there and Kenny Chesney walks out, a little dive bar in Ybor? I saw that in the paper the next day. I'm like, that must be have been great. Fangirl. That would be phenomenal. Janice Live in downtown St. Pete is amazing. It's a neat outdoor venue built in the courtyard between some buildings, and it fits right in with the feel of downtown St. Pete. The city uses it for free concerts on the first Fridays, and Clark has been there to see a Finnish metal band called Nightwish, as well as P.O.D. and Ginger, and recently enjoyed a reggae concert with one of her daughters by a well-known Jewish artist. Modish, modish, modish Yahoo. Huh? Modish Yahoo. <laughs> we, we practiced that before the podcast. I even wrote it out. I just it's can't modish quite Yahoo. do it. For those of you reggae people know who he is. We've also seen a great uh, Kenny Chesney uh, cover band cover band called Pirate Flag, which we really enjoyed. And we also followed them down to Vero Beach later that year mm-hmm. to the Burgers and Bruce Festival, which right. was a lot of fun. And they, and they were a spot on, like a lot of good cover bands. They had it. They had Kenny Chesney nailed. A concert venue list for Florida wouldn't be complete without talking about the seminal hard rock casinos in Florida, which of which of which there are several. Given that the words hard rock are in their names, it's no surprise that they have an excellent concert venue and some great concerts to see. The Hard Rock Tampa has a nice schedule coming up, including Melissa Etheridge, Rod Stewart, Boys to Men, Frankie Valley, and comedians Ron White and Kevin James. The Hard Rock Casino in Hollywood, Florida, near Fort Lauderdale in Miami, has an enormous neon guitar structure that you can see for miles, especially at night. During the pandemic, they renovated their concert hall into a 7,000-seat venue where one of where one of our nieces and Clark saw Guns N' Roses. The warm-up band was Mammoth, which is a band started by Wolfgang Van Halen, who's the son of Eddie Van Halen. This is a big venue, so there are some big concerts coming up there, including the Eagles with Steely Dan, Stevie Nicks, Kenny Chesney, Def Leppard, Hart, and Queens of the Stone Age. And as you can see, Kenny Chesney is going to be there. He's going to be in Tampa. He's you know he's all over Florida. So if you're a big Kenny Chesney fan, you can find him. Yeah, good time. Good time to come to Florida to see Kenny. If you're curious about which concert venues to check out while you're here, visitflorida.com has a really nice list of live music venues, and we'll put that in the episode notes. Visitflorida.com also has a list of beachfront concert venues, which include venues in Hollywood, near Fort Lauderdale, Panama City, Pensacola, and Daytona Beach. Now that we've talked about concerts, let's switch gears and talk about local live music venues. You can also just use the Bands in Town website in the app to search an area for venues that are near you. Sometimes you just want to go out for an evening and listen to live music, but you don't know what good spot to go to. Now that we've talked about concerts, let's switch gears and talk about local live music venues. You can also use the Bands in Town website and app to search for an area for venues that are near you. Sometimes you just want to go out for an evening and listen to live music, but you don't know a good spot to go. The artists and bands won't be well-known enough for you to search for them by name. So in this case, you search for a venue nearby and just go enjoy whatever music is playing there that night. You'll spend so much less money than you would on a full-fledged concert ticket. Typically, you'll pay a small cover charge, and sometimes you won't pay anything at all. 
If you're music geeks like us, this is a terrific way to find small, out-of-the-way, but very cool local venues like Skipper's Smokehouse in Tampa or the Back Bar or Cabaret Show at the Gale Hotel in Miami Beach, which we've done uh, multiple times. And if you're looking for a good, nice night out on the weekend, grab a bite to eat and then head to the venue. Or if the venue serves dinner, even better, just eat there. We did this once in Red Bank, New Jersey on a romantic getaway weekend and saw an excellent band called the Mavericks at the Count Basie Theater. Actually, we ended up being on TV. I know. That was a good one. That was fun. We called our kids like this. It's going to be on TV. Record this. Record this. Put it. Put a VHS. <laughs> yeah, put a VHS. No. It was actually on. We saw the Access TV AXS channel production truck outside. They told us they were filming. We're like, "Hey, kids, turn the DVR on." So that was fun. We actually were on television. If you're looking for a good concert in Miami Beach, their Convention and Visitors Bureau has an excellent list of the hottest live music venues. And thankfully, that's not a reference to the weather, though, for the most part. And we'll put that link in the episode notes. Highlights on that list include Cuban music, which you'd expect, but also Haitian music, which I didn't even know was a thing. So the wow. list is, that list is also by neighborhoods, which is the ideal way to find a spot, given how large the metro Miami area is. So they list out Wynwood separately from Coral Gables, separately from Miami Beach, because a, that's a big area. If you're looking for good venues in Jacksonville, the website, visitjacksonville.com, imagine that, has an excellent list. Jacksonville, most people don't know this, has a really strong history of great music and film, and especially Southern rock bands like Leonard Skinner, Molly Hatchet, 38 Special, the Allman Brothers, one of my favorites, and Rossington Collins, and the new metal band Lint Bizkit is also from Jacksonville. Did not know that. Did not know that, yeah. To wrap up, one of our bucket list concert experiences that we want to do is the Key West Songwriters Festival which is usually the first week of May. With the exception of headliners Jelly Roll and L. King, the 2024 festival features dozens of great artists you've almost certainly not heard of, which means you're going to hear some great music that you've never heard before, which is always fun. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We hope we've given you some good ideas about how you can enjoy concerts and live music on your next trip to Florida. Details will be in the episode description as always. Check us out on our YouTube channel, Florida Travel Fanatics, and feel free to contact us via Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or email us at contact at floridatravelfanatics.com. You can also join our private Facebook group or join our newsletter mailing list, and all those links will be in the notes as usual. Thanks for listening. Sunny days ahead. <laughs> <laughs>